Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're taking over. Bibles up. Let's make our confession of faith together. It's week two of Summer Playlist. It's going to be good today. Today's topic is perhaps one of my favorite to preach about um, because it's my life. It's your life. It's going to make sense in a minute. You ready? Bible's up. What are you lifting your phone for? I've got the Harvest Mobile app. You can read through the entire Bible in one year. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us with strength. Speak to us with boldness as we move in what you've ordained. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Be seated. Let's go to work. We're in our series, week two, called Summer Playlist. What are we doing? We are taking secular songs each week and extracting spiritual principles for them, and, or from them, rather. And today's is this. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. Here's a new song. Now, some of y'all are looking like, how does Bishop even know who they are? Oh, but look at, some, look at somebody. If you got somebody around you, say, but this is going to be good for us today. So let's get into it. A gaslighter, here it is, is a manipulator. Let's stop right there. You might have one on your row. A gaslighter is a manipulator that gets another to question their own reality, memory, or perception and not question the motives nor actions of the gaslighter. There's a lot of gaslighting that happens in America right now. It is literally where you just will look at one thing and it's clearly black and you will say, that's not black. That thing is red with polka dots. And you'll look at it four or five times and say, well, you know what? I kind of see that. Watch me. A gaslighter is a form of manipulation. It is, watch me, it is like a psychological manipulative watch me it's a ninja because what does a ninja do they will fight you in stealth that's the same way a gaslighter works they will manipulate you in stealth and have you believe in stuff that you know ain't believable have you believe in stuff that you know is not true and here's what I want to deal with in today's message it says this the song says gaslighter denier doing anything to get your I can't say what they said farther Matter of fact, by that right there, some of you, watch me, you've been on fire for the last five years dealing with some of your family folk. They set you on fire every time you tried to break generational curses. Every time you tried to tell them, as for me and my house, we're going to keep God first. Every time you tried to break free from some of those friendships. Just because y'all went to high school together doesn't mean y'all got future together. Yep. 
gaslight or deny or doing anything to get yourself farther. I think all of us know people like that that will do anything to get an upper hand on anybody. And I need you to be careful if you operate that way because the same way you go up is the same way you come down. Which means if God don't take you up, that means whatever manipulative scheme and tactic you use to get somewhere, that's going to be the same thing that takes you down. I need you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, clear my circle of gaslighters. Clear. You got people that will set you on fire every time you try to make progress. Every time you try to get something down. And especially if you're a leader, sometimes your gaslighters will be in your circle. Sometimes your gaslighters, watch me, Judas was a gaslighter. He's stealing the whole time. Know that he's stealing. They're going to tell Jesus, I don't know where the money at. Oh, gaslighter? Denier. <laughs> Doing anything to get yourself farther. Gaslighter. Big timer. Here's the line repeating all the mistakes of your father. <laughs> Watch me. So here's what it is. Here's what it is. Here's my question to us this morning. Watch me. And here's our statement for us this morning. Don't repeat what you're supposed to beat. The song says you're repeating all the mistakes of your father. Let's go. There are three primary forms of sin in the Bible. I'm okay, ready to teach this thing. Watch me. The first is sin, which means to make a mistake. The second is transgression, which is to willfully deviate. Then the third one is iniquity. This means to perpetuate generational sin and transgression, passing it down and around. Question, are you like the people in your bloodline that you wish you weren't? Are you a perpetuation of everything in your mother that you wish you were not? I want to preach. Are you a perpetuation of your father and you wish you were not? Here's the thing. You don't even have to meet them to be like them. Mm. Because watch me. The way a generational curse works is like this. Because iniquity produces a generational curse. A generational curse is a destructive pattern of behavior that is passed down and around. It's passed down and around. Say, say generational curses are passed down and around. So question, watch me, what, question, what has been passed to you that you don't know you have? Well, coronavirus, they say something interesting. Y'all ready? We're we going to work today at this 915. Y'all ready? What's amazing is they say now the coronavirus is spread by people who don't know that they have it. <laughs> watch me. That's how generational curses spread. <laughs> you get it from people that don't know that they got it. And then all of a sudden you are perpetuating willful deviation and the same mistakes. And you are literally a repeat of the generations before you. Let's go Bible right here. Numbers 14 and 18. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity. Now let's stop right there. What's steadfast love? That means he's merciful. Somebody say God's merciful. God's mercy means I will block the negative you do deserve. Now, so the Bible admits God is merciful. Say he's merciful. And I don't know about you, but without his mercy, quit acting like you've been living for God your whole life. Quit acting like, watch me, in the last seven days you ain't had some moments where you wanted to snap, crackle, and pop. Here it is. Watch. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Abounding in steadfast love. <laughs> you ready? And he's slow to anger. Look at the next part. Forgiving iniquity. What does he forgive? Iniquity. What did I just teach you iniquity is? It's a generational curse. It's sin and transgression that's passed down and around. God says, I forgive you for acting like your mama. I forgive you for acting like your daddy. I forgive you for acting like your great-granddaddy. I, I forgive you, but read the next part. But I don't clear your guilt. Y'all see it on screen? It's right on the screen. He says, but he will by no means clear the guilty. Watch this next part. Visiting. Now, we got to ask the question, God, if you're merciful, why don't you clear the guilt? Because when you were born, let me tell you what was born. A curse breaker was born. But here's what God says. But if you choose to perpetuate what you were supposed to kill, if you choose to say that's just how the women in our bloodline are, if you choose to say that's just how the men in our bloodline are, then God says, watch the next part of the verse visiting the iniquity. He visits the iniquity of the fathers to the children. Let's deal with this word. This is where we're going to spend most of our time. We're about to go to work. You ready? So here's what God says. I forgive you. I love you. I've got mercy for you. But because you chose to walk in what was passed down and around, 
rather than break it or beat it. Here's what this iniquity is going to do to you. The word visiting there, if you look on the screen, it's a Hebrew word, pakad. Here's what that word means. It will pastor you. Many of you call me your pastor, but the reality is your curse is your pastor. That's rough, right? Come on, rough riders. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Come on. That's how the 915 roll. Visiting. God says, your curse will come to try to pastor you. Which explains why you got notebooks full of notes and don't do nothing. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me this morning. Which explains why you listen to the word over and over and over again. But the moment you get tested by what you've been taking notes on, all of a sudden you act like you were never taught in the first place. The real test of what you're being taught is not when it's good, it's when it's bad. The real test of what you're being taught, watch me, is when your will gets challenged. Because the generational curse shows up, it gets a microphone, takes a seat and says, let me tell you what to do. I can tell I'm disrupting some of them right now, even in this atmosphere, by some of y'all's responses. Oh, but I came today to break every generational curse off of your life. I came on assignment today to get every gaslighting spirit in your bloodline, every gaslighting spirit that's around you to shut that down. Open your mouth and say, no more gaslighter. So look what the Bible says. To pastor you. So what does a pastor do? Preach to you. Let's leave that up. What does a pastor do? Preach to you. So here's what your curse will do. It will preach to you. Don't you be submitting. Don't you follow instructions. Ain't nobody going to talk to you like that. It preaches to you. It preaches to you. So when you're driving down the car, you wonder what that voice is. That ain't God. That's your curse. How do you know it's your curse? Because it contradicts his word. And anything that contradicts his word, I don't have to second guess what the voice is. Your curse tries to preach to you. You know he ain't no good, but just go and get with him. You know she ain't no good, but just go and get with her. It's just one time and you, y'all ain't really doing that much. Come on, come on, come on, 915. You got it, but don't give it because the reality is you grown. Do what you want to do. Where you at? Where you at? It preaches to you. Then, not only does it preach to you, it teaches you. So, so it teaches you how to respond. It teaches you how to act. It teaches you what to do. The problem with being taught is that you can be taught perfectly wrong. You heard the same practice makes perfect? Even perfectly wrong. If you rehearse a song with the wrong notes, I heard something that said, that is the wrong note. Get that note together. So you will think that's the right note. And you'll rehearse it with the wrong note. And then watch me. When somebody says something to you about it, you'll say it's right even though it's wrong because it's what you've been doing for so long. Come on, 915. We about to go to work. We about to go to work. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm the curse breaker. But I need to show you how it works first. Because you think it's the devil coming in a blue dress. She might. He might. But notice, it preaches to you. Then it teaches you. Watch me. Then leads you. So here's what a generational curse does. Generational curse says, come on. Come on over. It leads you. Stop. You're not really feeling it today, are you? You're, you, you're going through a lot, aren't you? You ain't really in all that Jesus stuff today, are you? Just stop. I mean, you do it more than the rest of your bloodline, so just. So this is why it's so difficult to lead some people is because they have another leader. Want me to say again? This is why it's so difficult to lead some people because you have another leader. That's why it takes 15 times to say it because I'm not sure as your curse is. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me at this 9.15. Some of y'all ain't saying nothing. If you sit next to somebody, on, oh, well, you shouldn't be sitting next to somebody, but if there's somebody on your road, just physically distance and eyeball them and say, he's talking to you. 
Yo. This is why, watch me. God, why won't you speak to me? Why would I bother speaking to you when you are led by another source? Lord, I've just been praying and I ain't hearing nothing. Why would I tell you anything when you ain't going to listen to me no how? But I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm the curse breaker. Look at the verse. It says, watch me, stay right there. Incorrectly correct you. So here's what you do. You, you handle something and you apologize. Apologize to him. You apologize. Here's what your curse will do as you're walking away. You didn't need to apologize to him. You don't need to apologize to nobody. You grown. Always apologizing. You ain't no kid. So it incorrectly corrects you. So now you're walking away feeling bad about doing right. Now you're walking away feeling bad about doing God's will. You forgive people and then the enemy will come taunt you in the middle of the night and say, why you forgive that old skeezer? Why you forgive that old mark? I forgot this in 915. Why'd you forgive that bad fellow? It will make you feel bad for doing right. And some of y'all like, I don't know if I did the right thing. Baby, if I followed the word, I did the right thing. And it don't matter how it feels right now. I am only responsible to do what he said. Open up your mouth and say, I'm the curse breaker. Let's keep going. Stay right there. It pastors you, preaches to you, teaches you, leads you, incorrectly corrects you. Here's the next thing. Appoints you. There are decisions you've made that your curse made for you. See, the seat you were supposed to sit in, people in your bloodline, watch me, they got so used to doing it their way, it appoints another seat for you. It appoints another seat for you. Watch me, this seat was high. This seat is low. But your curse says this is where I appoint you to go. And for some of y'all, watch me, that insecurity thing is about to bust up off of you this morning. Because your curse starts that you ain't good enough for that. You're going to screw that up. You're going to mess that up. That takes too much. That requires too much. So you end up sitting low when you were supposed to sit high. Because you open up your mouth, say, I'm the curse breaker. Let's keep going. Stay right there. Because now it's got you in a low seat. Now it has you in a low place. It trains you to get there. It preached to you to get there. And while you, listen, and while you in your wrong low space, it's pastoring you saying, this is where God wants you. This is how it's supposed to be. Why are you expecting all of that stuff that man is done? That's for everybody else in the church to rule and reign and conquer and subdue. You know, if you moved, you'd have more opportunity. Then look at the next verse, or next part of this thing here. Bestow. What does that mean? It puts stuff on you. So your curse says, I'm going to borrow this. Let me have that. Let me get that. No, no, no. You're sitting low. So when you want to go, you can't. $20 bill. Dollar bill. <laughs> so here, you, on, what did we start last week? Can you stand the rain? So God wanted to put a higher quality rain on you. Remember, rain means what? Success. But that means success in everything that comes with it. So to bestow on you, God's like, I got something big for you. But here's what your curse says. Don't you feel good? Don't you feel good in your low seat? No responsibility. And because you're comparing yourself to the people in your bloodline, you feel better than them because they're on the flow. But it's bestowed something. It offered you, watch me, lesser. That's why Jesus said, never the less. Because what? Okay, y'all ready now? Because watch me, watch me. His bloodline suggested they go for the lesser. 
Bishop, what do you mean Jesus' bloodline? You do know he's the son of David. The Bible lists out his genealogy. If you look at the people in his genealogy, when it got time for them to do their biggest work, they always took the lesser over the greater. So when Jesus was born, he became the first one in his bloodline to say, nevertheless. You miss me. You miss what I just said. David took the lesser because he went for Bathsheba. Let's go, y'all. So the enemy will offer you lesser. He'll say, take this. This is easier. This don't require no real fight. This don't require no real prayer. You just take this. Now, you can have that, but look, come on. And if you take it, here's what you'll say. The devil stole from me. Mm -mm, You just took a bad offer. He didn't steal that from you. You just took a bad offer. I rebuke every bad decision that the enemy would try to get you to make between now and the end of this year. This is still going to be the greatest year of your life. And this is still going to be the greatest decade of your life. If you believe that, open up your mouth and holler, yeah. Let's keep going. Look, 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 look. To give a charge to. Two meanings here. One, a generational curse will say to you, listen, you the one, you the one got to make sure all your family's straight. Oh, I'm coming. You the one need to make, I know they don't listen. I know they don't do right by God. But you the one, miss church to take care of their stuff. Don't put God first because you got family stuff you got to take care of. God understands. So now while you're sitting in a low place with a bad offer, he tells you, the curse gives you a charge. But then watch me. But then here's the other side to charge. It will charge you. So So then try to get up. Wait a minute. You sinned yesterday. You made some mistakes yesterday. Now, I know you're talking about getting up and all of that, but look at anime. Ain't this not going to be? It's from a movie. It, it, it's, listen, you screwed up in your 30s too bad. It's, you screwed up in your 40s too bad. You, you screwed up in your 50s too bad. You know what? You've messed up too many relationships. You just... So whenever you're trying to get up, come on, tell, ah, but I got a charge. So listen, if he can keep you up under indictment, you'll never live free. If he can keep you under indictment, you'll never live free. If he can keep you, that's why the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. Why? Because he wants to keep you up under an indictment. And I need you to open up your mouth. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say, so. Now literally that scripture means to announce that we've been redeemed. But here's the flip side of it. When the enemy tries to bring a charge against you. You don't qualify for this because of what you did. You need to tell them, it was never about me being qualified. What you don't understand is what Jesus did 2,000 years ago is what qualified me. And I may not be, let's go here for a moment. I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Let's go further. This is where we spend most of our time today. Then, watch me. It gets you to commit. Look at me. To the wrong things. You are committed to those who hate you. And you are uncommitted to those who love you. You will fight to save folk that would trade you for four dollars. And the people that would fight to the end for you, you treat like trash. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me today. It gets you to commit to the wrong stuff. Then watch what it does. It gets you to count. Now, what is that significant for? These are all the definitions of this word for God. What, what, what does it mean? What does it mean that it gets you to count? In the Bible, David decided to count up what he had. He took a census because he wanted to see how many men he had to determine whether or not he was going to obey. And some of you, you count before you obey. Instead of obeying and when you go count what you needed was going to be there. Y'all miss what I just said. See, look, look at me, look at me. When God gives an instruction, your only responsibility, y'all hear me, our only responsibility is to obey it. Amen. That's it. Come on, baby. Not count. 
14 years ago when God gave me the instruction to start our church from scratch with nothing in Denver. Just look at it. The statistics don't even make sense why you would start here. 46 out of 50 for lowest church attendance in the nation. Not a lot of cultural and ethnic and racial diversity. Why in the world would you start a church here? It was only my responsibility to obey, not to count. So that way when you obey, when you go count, you'll see how much of a miracle you are. Shut up. That way when you obey, when you go count, you'll say, oh my God, what a miracle. I need you to know you're a miracle and don't even know it. You counted at the wrong time. Ah, you counted before instead of after. Had you counted after, you see you're a miracle. Open up your mouth and say, I'm a miracle. And don't even know it. There was a time I felt, I felt like, God, what is this? And he said, son, you're a miracle and you don't even know it. He said, you counted at the wrong time. Let's look, let's look. This is where we spend the most of our time. Oversee. That's the same term for bishop. So, so, so what your generational curse does is say, let me oversee what you're doing. Let me, let me monitor what you do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing over there? Being faithful? What you doing over there? Going to church? What you doing over there? Reading sins of the Father so you can break the sins of the Father? What, what, what you over there doing? Oversee. Your curse says, let me be your overseer. Let me watch over you. And you'll feel comfortable. Watch me. You'll feel comfortable because it's been in your bloodline for so long. Some of you watch me. Every time you tried to be the curse breaker, you felt like something was over you. Please don't make me out to be like I'm saying something that ain't true. You felt something on you. You felt something over you. And watch me. You felt something like it was hovering. It has a name. It's a generational curse. And it was overseeing you to make sure you were just like what you were supposed to change. You ready? Can I go further? This is where we spend the most of our time. Here it is. It means to muster. Hmm, that's interesting. Muster means to gather. To gather together. This is exactly what a generational curse will do. It'll have you grab all the scraps from your bloodline and then try to live from those scraps. Y'all ain't gonna send y'all got some of y'all got stuff in your house today that you mustered together. That watch me, that that reminds you, watch me, and you did it out of sentimental value. I'm feeling prophetic, loose me. You're doing it out of sentimental value, but by having that in your house, it's what's overseeing you. I don't know who that's for. Then it means it cares for you. So check this out. It's a gaslighter. Because your generational curse would be like, you know I'm the only one here for you. There ain't nobody going to care about you like I do. Ain't nobody going to treat you like I do. I am all you got. Because it cares for you while at the same time cancel you. It cares for you while at the same time it's killing you. Because notice where he hasn't moved from. The same place he's been in. And here's the thing about a generational curse. Not only was he in that spot, but check this out. He decided, move over this way, scoot over this way. See, it's okay with you making lateral moves. Just don't move forward. You'll feel comfortable about moving sideways. But then he decided to have a kid. So for this analogy, you're going to be his kid. So now he got both of y'all. Who, who he got? Both of them. And that curse is just sitting there. He's, he, the curse sits at dinner. Tell her she ain't going to be nothing. Tell her she's dumb. Tell her that. Tell her that. Tell her that. And then while, the, while he's doing that, watch what the curse tells her. He just doesn't get it. He didn't understand you. But I'm here for you, though. I'm here for you. Why don't you go and call Joe Willie now? Because you need to get over what he just did to you. 
So to get over what he did to you, why don't you go get under a man? Mm, Y'all ain't going to talk to me the way I want you to talk to me at this 915. And if you can't get a man, hold on, let's get you this computer. Get you this computer and have you several men. Because this will give you comfort. And then you know what she decides to do? She decides to have a child. This works out. Y'all scoot this way. So the whole time the bloodline ain't moved forward, y'all just move side to side. Because if we look at the verse, look at the verse. To the third and fourth generation. One, two, three. Now, he said you was nothing. Tell her, her and her little dancing ain't about nothing. Every time she says she want to do something, call it little. Tell her, tell her, her and her, her, her and her little business ain't going to do nothing. Tell her. And the curse is standing over all of y'all. Ooh, and guess what? 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 Come on, come on, come on. Guess what? He had a child. Ooh, but he got married. So now, so now I need to get her. Because the curse is your overseer. So when y'all really think you're doing something, the curse is like, I'm running all of this. I'm running all of this. So look, look, truth be told, truth be told, when y'all got together, she had some insecurity issues. You just wanted to get married so you could do right by her. So let's introduce the side piece. Come here, side piece. <laughs> Look, walking just like a side. Come on here. Look. <laughs> Look. Look at me. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. This is what the enemy has been doing to your bloodline. This, if you're honest, and I need you to be honest online, do the hand wave emoji. If you're honest, I need you to be honest. This has been a lot of what you've seen in your bloodline. Then something happened. What happened? You were born. And when you were born, the curse breaker was born. The interruption to the dysfunction was born. And you'll be able to turn around and say, we ain't doing this no more. We ain't going through this no more. It ends with me. Open up your mouth and shout, I'm the curse breaker. Let's look, let's look. I'm almost done. Let's look. To miss, to deposit, to go see, to hurt. Y'all looking on the screen? What does your curse ultimately do? What's the last thing it does to you? It hurts you. It hurts you. It hurts you by making you hurt one another. So she bleeding on her. He bleeding on her. And he bleeding on her. And she ain't even legit. Because remember, a curse is passed down. Don't y'all touch one another, but just pretend elbow. And around. And here's the thing about it. Watch me. Social distancing won't stop a spiritual curse. Y'all ain't talking to me. Social distancing ain't going to stop a spiritual curse. But I need you to keep opening your mouth and say this again. Say, but I'm the curse breaker. I'm the curse breaker. Look, the iniquity of the fathers, that means prior generations, on the children to the third and fourth generation. What does this mean? You are dealing with 150 to 400 years of generational baggage. Watch this. Y'all come with me. <laughs> and chains. Now here's the thing about the chain. 
is the chain is stuck on something that's not going anywhere. The thing about a generational curse, though, is that you're the one holding on to the chain. It ain't like you chained up. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. And you say, oh, my God, God, I just want freedom. God is like, let it go. God, I just want this to be a good year. Let it go. God, I just want my children to be better than I was. Let it go. I need you to open your mouth and holler, I'm letting it go. I think you better let it go. <laughs> Listen, look. So look. So the question becomes, well, Bishop, how do I know? This is the 915. Bishop, how do I know what a generational curse looks like? Because all the women in my family are like that. All the men in my family are like that. Here it is, Deuteronomy 28. It lists many generational curses. I'm going to list them real fast for you. I'm going to do it real fast. I'm going to do it real fast. This is my, this is my audition to be on the album. I'm going to do it real fast. A victim mentality, constant lack, repeated emotional breakdowns, confusion over what should be simple, chronic fear, repeated sickness, never succeeding at anything, life barrenness, sexual and reproductive issues, chronic marriage and family problems, financial insufficiency, being accident prone, unnatural deaths, children marrying their destruction, being taken advantage of, weak and passive men and overbearing women. Watch me. Watch me. If you look at Deuteronomy 28, it lists many curses. The shortest part of that chapter was a blessing. Deuteronomy 28 lists many curses. You should go read it one day for yourself. It talks about things about how a, a mother would usurp her daughter because she feels in competition with her. That she would consume the placenta. Y'all are ready for this. It talks about how men who are supposed to be warriors would instead sit back and let the woman fight. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. So, so here's the deal. How many of us can be honest that we've seen this play out in our bloodlines? How many of us can also be honest that it ain't happening no more? I came to stir that breaker up in you. Shout, I'm the curse breaker. So I, I got to give you some homework and I'm done. I got to you some homework and I'm done. This is already. Mm -hmm. Told you I'm changing anything. Look at your bloodline to see where everybody fails. And you will know what's trying to pastor you. For some of you all, you need to join today because you, you, you have not, I, I have not been your pastor. You've been in the building, you've been online, but you haven't actually, I have not been your pastor. Your curse has been overseeing you. Just standing right here. Mm -hmm. Just standing right here, just overseeing. Making sure that, that y'all are breathing and not living. Because notice, ain't nobody moved. You'll catch it in a minute. Ain't nobody moved. Y'all went to the store, went to Piggly Wiggly, went to get your groceries, got your greens, got your sweet tea. <laughs> you went to Miss Winners. Come on here. Yeah, only a few select Southern folks know about Miss Winners. We don't know nothing about this new Popeye's chicken sandwich. We don't know nothing about that. We know about Miss Winners, where you, get, you didn't get a cup of green tea. I mean, uh, uh, a sweet tea. You got a gallon of sweet tea. And not in a regular gallon container. In a clear gallon container. Y'all ready? So it's just overseeing, 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 overseeing. Adds new generations. Then you get married. Then you, this is why you got to be careful who you marry because you bring all this stuff into your stuff. And some of y'all talking about, well, we just love each other. That's all that's matter. You a lie. Love ain't enough. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That's not Bible. In the Bible, families interviewed one another to determine if it was a fit. And if the father said no, the kids, what they said didn't matter. Y'all don't like that, though. We just have love, and that's all that matters. 
And the enemy says, got her. Because one of the curses is I'm going to have you marry your destruction. Got him. Marry into a family where their bloodline is Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy Krueger, and Chucky. And Leatherface. <laughs> you ready? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. If you look at your bloodline and look at where everybody is failing, you'll know what's trying to pastor you. Can I give you your reward? Because here's your homework. You ready? By Wednesday, you got to look at your bloodline. Some of you need to have conversations with your bloodline and say, tell me where you fail. Tell me where you messed up. For those of you who think, Bishop, I don't have any of these problems in my bloodline, your problem is called pride. And that will be your downfall. Because this thing comes after everybody. Notice what the Bible says. It says, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers unto the sons. I mean, sons and daughters. Let's have the verse, please. To the third and fourth generation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's not the scripture I need. I need you to go back to where I was in Numbers 14. That's the verse I need. I need y'all to see this. Say, I'm the curse breaker. breaker. Say it again. Say, I'm the curse breaker. There you go. If you just follow me, we'll be good. That's how curse works. You do your own thing. That's actually a great example of what we did there. You ready? Okay, look at this verse. It says, to the third and fourth generation. Here's what you need to know about that. Bishop, how do you get 150 to 400 years? Because if she thinks just like him, in the Bible, that's one generation. Because it wasn't about mother, daughter, granddaughter. It was about granddaughter, think like grandmama. So that's one generation. So y'all ready for this? In some cultures, what you're battling started on another shore. Come on. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. And it was carried in the struggle and carried in the fight. In fact, let's be honest, for every culture in these United States, you ready? So here's the deal. Say, what's the reward, Bishop? The reward is found in this, Proverbs 6 and 30. Here's the reward. There we go. Proverbs 6 and 30. Proverbs means wisdom. Your homework is, by Wednesday, look at your bloodline. How many people are going to do that? All right, if you don't do it, then, you know, okay. Everybody else is going to be breaking curses, and you're going to be standing up under your overseer. See, the job of the overseer was to whip to keep people in line. So if you decided you was going to try to get up, the overseer said, no, 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 no. It, whip you, it hurt you to make you sit back down. I didn't want to hit you for real. I don't, I don't, I don't, all right. I'm hit you here. All right? Here's the deal. And then every time you try to get up and make something happen, it hits you, hurts you. So when you decide you're going to have a great marriage, here's what the generational curse does. You're going to have somebody hurt you real bad. So now you're like, I'm done. I got the gift of Paul. I don't need nobody. Me and my Jesus. Listen, that's all I need. You like all I need in it. I'm acting too 1115 at this 915. What y'all have done to me? Y'all ready, church? Here it is. Let's go. Let's close it together. Proverbs 6 and 30 and 31. People do not despise a thief. Why does it call it a thief? Because that's how generational curse works. It steals in secret. In stealth. Because it's standing behind you. I, I need you to just see the simple imagery. The curse stands behind you. So you're trying to figure out what's going on. I just can't see straight. Because what's in front of you ain't the problem. It's the voices behind you that's the problem. It's the stuff behind you. And then when the side piece, when you decide you ain't going to be no side piece no more. 
Listen, listen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ain't nobody gonna want you. I gotta quit this message, but I, there's so much preachability in it. Would you just lay your hands on yourself and say, there's, there, there's miracles in me? Say, because I'm the curse breaker. So every time I wanna let it go, it just keeps on bringing me back to it because. Because every time you try to break free, it's like, nah. This is probably the best you're going to be able to do, baby girl. Watch me. And because it's not in front of you, the only way you can address it is you have to turn around and look. And this is what you're going to do from now until Wednesday. This your last turnaround. Because from Wednesday on, I'm not turning around. I'm moving. I need you to open your mouth and shout, I'm the curse breaker. This is going to be your last look back. Y'all don't play with me. This is going to be your last look back. This is going to be your last look back. Lay your hands on yourself say, my last look back. People do not despise the thief. He steals in secret. If he steals to satisfy his appetite when he's hungry. Here's verse 31. Here's what you're going to have by Wednesday. I need you not to miss church on Wednesday. I encourage you to be live if you can be live on Wednesday. Live meaning watching live on Wednesday. Right? Look at here. But if he is caught, who? This overseer that's been standing back here. You can't catch what you won't confront. Now, look, it's uncomfortable because you sitting here, that means you got to get a little uncomfortable. See, some of y'all, even, even what I'm saying has got you a little nervous because you're going to have to get uncomfortable to look back at some of the stuff in your bloodline. You're going to have to get uncomfortable to look at some of the stuff in your family. You have to call some folks that make you uncomfortable talking to. See, turn around, turn around, let me. That's not comfortable. <laughs> she said, mm, but I'm done. But if he is caught, what does it mean to catch him? To solve the riddle. That's what the word caught means. Which explains family drama so you fight each other instead of solve the riddle. So Amy need y'all fighting because if y'all fight, y'all will never turn and look at him. You'll never turn back and look at him because y'all fighting one another over stupid stuff. I can't believe you left Chris and them that, that watch and you didn't, didn't need me nothing. Didn't, what? That's what came to mind. Watch. Huh? Somebody say, I'm solving the riddle between now and Wednesday. Y'all ready? No more gaslighting in your family. Here's the shout, and I'm done. I slowed it down because I'm done. Come on here. He will pay what? Sevenfold. Sevenfold in the scripture means, you see it on the screen? Restitution. Uh-uh, uh-uh, y'all don't understand. Which means everything this curse that's been overseeing you has stolen for all of these generations, he's going to have to pay you back rest restitution. Which means I need you to get your life ready because the windows of heaven are about to open and God's about to make it rain in your life. With the stuff from the generations before you, I need you to open up your mouth and say, pay me my restitution. Say it again, give me my restitution. This is what happens when you find the thief. The thief owes you restitution. Restitution has to be ordered by a judge. So the day... Our judge, he's saying to us, the reason the next six going to be the best six because you're about to get four generations worth of favor. Come on, y'all. Worth of opportunity, stuff that's been built up, stuff that's been waiting. I need you to open your mouth and say restitution's on the way. All that rest you lost, it's owed. All the money you wasted, 
See, this is why the enemy fought some of you so hard during quarantine. Why? Because he knew this message was coming. And he knew he was going to have to pay up. I need you to open your mouth, please. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.